our joy at having God's word in our very own hands is almost like the joy we will have when Jesus comes back again. These are the words of one who received the gift of God's Word, thanks to the Lord's work through Lutheran Bible translators, missionaries who bring the Word of God to people in regions and cultures of the world who have yet to receive the Scriptures in their heart language. Do you have what it takes to be an LBT missionary? I'm Eddie Bates. Welcome to Faith and Family. Thanks to our friends at Concordia University, Wisconsin, for supporting Faith and Family. You can find out more about them on our website in the sponsors section, Concordia University, Wisconsin. My guest today, Emily Wilson, Mission Mobilization Coordinator for Lutheran Bible Translators, bringing God's Word for every language at their international headquarters in Concordia, Missouri. Emily, welcome to Faith and Family. Thank you so much for inviting me on. Glad to have some time with you today and learn more about Lutheran Bible Translators and what it takes to be an LBT missionary. What is, Emily, let's let's first learn about Lutheran Bible Translators. I have some friends who have served or who presently serve as missionaries with Lutheran Bible Translators. Uh, the Federwitzes serving in Ghana and uh, other friends who have served or been a part of Lutheran Bible Translators had a great conversation with Alvina Federwitz last year and and uh, about the the uh, the life that that she and her husband and the, raising their family in the mission field and I love hearing the stories of Lutheran Bible translators for our listeners not familiar with the work of LBT give us a little bit of the what the the heart of this this work is and maybe the history as well sure Lutheran Bible translators um, were an organization that works to make God's word accessible to those who do not yet have it in the language of their hearts. And our, our vision is um, being able to see how God is transforming the, the lives of people around the world uh, as they read and use his word for the first time in their own language. Um, about the history of Lutheran Bible translators, we were established in 1964 by Reverend Maury Watkins, um, who was a previous missionary in Nigeria. And uh, it was there that he, he recognized this need for scripture in the language of uh, the people uh, in the minority languages that had been uh, perhaps bypassed. And in uh, his organization of founding Lutheran Bible translators, it was specifically to mobilize Lutherans uh, into this ministry. And um, since 1964, uh, we've worked on five continents. Um, with the publication of 42 New Testament translations um, and uh, an impact audience of over 10 million people. So um, it's been uh, an amazing um, uh, past 50 years and more uh, working uh, together with our national partners around the world. What is, what's your uh, Lutheran Bible translator story, Emily? How did you uh, how did you come to be a part of LBT, and, and what is your work with Lutheran Bible Translators as Mission Mobilization Coordinator? Sure. My, uh, my role uh, with Lutheran Bible Translators has, had been changing. Uh, I started with Lutheran Bible Translators back in 2014, um, coming up here on my three-year anniversary. I started out um, as an intern, actually, in the communications department, and um, that was back in uh, the, the day when we were still in Aurora, Illinois, 
and um, just it slowly morphed into uh, from an internship to a summer job to the end of the year into can you stay on Um, and when we made the the transition to Concordia Missouri um, took on an office administrative role with the International Program Ministries Department uh, and then uh, transitioned into a role as Mission Mobilization Coordinator. Um, In this role, uh, I work in mobilizing individuals who are interested in serving in missions, specifically with Lutheran Bible translators, and uh, also mobilizing uh, churches, uh, building awareness of the ministry and need for Bible translation into minority languages. So um, there's a a variety of uh, positions um, in, in service, with Lutheran Bible translators and uh, just also just making it aware to people all the scope of what we do. Speaking of the the scope of what you do, what Lutheran Bible translators does, where would we find uh, LBT serving today to to bring this uh, to bring the the Word of God into the heart language in a, a clear and in a, a, a clear accurate translation for uh, the the people around the world. Our uh, missionaries serve uh, all over Africa. We're, we're in West Africa, East Africa, Southern Africa, and it's ever-expanding um, with uh, over um, about 7,000 languages in the world. Uh, the, the minority languages uh, out there that still do not have a complete Bible in their own language um, is staggering, and we have over 40 uh, translations in the English language alone, and they have none. So there's really this um, kind of a uh, disparity between. And so our our missionaries are working in those hard-to-reach places where um, people have been been without, um, also recognizing that um, there there's a need to for um, uh, the translations in <clears throat> audio scripture for um, for societies that um, may not have um, you know a written text, so there there is um, audio translations then available to them uh, through missionaries working with partners. But we are also expanding um, in the Pacific Islands as well as in parts of Asia. So there there are um, still many needs out there to be filled, and our partners are um, are ever. Uh, asking for um, for missionaries to serve. So this is really quite complex. Sometimes when we talk about Bible translation, we think, okay, well, they uh, someone simply just learns Greek and Hebrew, and they learn to translate it into another language so that the the people have it, and it's uh, it's really just a matter of of doing something that maybe even a computer could do. But it's really not quite that simple. It's uh, much more of a complex process and 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 project, really. Help us understand um, why it is so complex and and what all goes into this. You mentioned uh, partner churches and the request for um, for this this support for bringing um, translation work and and other support into these uh, these communities, these cultures, these people groups around the globe. Mm-hmm. Um, our 
So the, any of the programs that uh, begin are very much locally driven um, in each country, in each context. The, the mission, um, there's a local ministry partner uh, that has a, a strong desire to see uh, the Bible uh, in that minority language. And um, they're in that, um, so they, they contact us, they partner with us, and uh, in that we see our missionaries working in a context um, that is very much relationship oriented. Uh, like you're saying that, um, why can't we just use, um, software like maybe, uh, Google Translate? Why is this not good <laughs> enough? Uh, translations are, are, are very complex. It is, um, going to, the, from the Greek and in Hebrew and in that, um, exegetical, and, um, uh, context but also relating it to um, where, where our missionaries and where our partners are and the, the cultural implications. Um, one of my favorite examples to, to use um, would be the, the complex idioms um, involved in, in the Bible, and one of those being um, Jesus being referred to as the Lamb of God by John the Baptist. And what what do you do in a culture maybe that uh, is unfamiliar with sheep and um and what what are the implications there and what is the best way to to translate this and um in in all of this uh, our missionaries are like are working and in in dialogue so uh it is a long process um, on average, it's about six years to translate a New Testament because you are uh, breaking down the, the patterns, um, the, the linguistics of, of that um, uh, that are, we have our missionaries uh, trained for and being able to apply those, uh, those tools uh, within that uh, language um, and that program. So it's, it's a long process. It's not something um, that uh, can be done uh, easily through maybe a, just like a, a simple software, again, like Google Translate. Um, but when working with the Word of God, um, our missionaries are uh, very diligent in being able to um, do, do justice uh, to um, this, this life-giving truth in the gospel and in um uh, in, in God's Word. So you certainly want accuracy and, and understanding the, the, the context as well. So, yeah, resorting or you know, handing the duty over to, to uh, an application, an app, or, or a, an online tool, you want something more accurate than that. Sure, those online tools are handy if you're traveling and you need to find out what time a, a restaurant opens or things like that. But when it comes to the Word of God, accuracy is certainly important. Help me understand, when when sending a missionary at the request of a, the, the local church, you mentioned earlier that in, in many cultures there are multiple languages, minority languages, in which the scriptures are not yet available, and that's where much of this work is happening in translation. Does the missionary need to learn the the new language and, and and be fluent in the new language in order to translate into the language help me understand how it, how translators go about this process of translating from the biblical languages into these minority languages so 
Uh, our missionaries begin, uh, it's a long application process, but then there's linguistic training. Um, so the in that training, it's generalized principles. Um, it's not a specific study of a certain language in their training, but rather principles that apply across languages. And um, in that, they are equipped to be able to, when they are on the field, um, be able to pick up um, those principles that apply in that language so that it uh, helps in, in the development of maybe a writing process or, or so. Um, that the, it may not be the um, specific language that they are going to um, be working with uh, in the field, but they're equipped so that when they are on the field, they um, they are able to pull out the principles that apply. Um, so our missionaries, although it is not um, required uh, for them um, to, to have that previous training, our missionaries are um, are trained in that second language acquisition. So when they're on the field, they have a year of cultural and language acquisition, uh, working with our partners to, to learn the language um, and to be in dialogue. And then as um, the, the program progresses uh, beyond their first year, continuing to work with um, partners in that language um, uh, and um, be able to also, you know, it's a dialogue between all English as well as that, that minority language um, to, to further um, have those checks. Uh, it's, um, it's not only with the translation um, a missionary uh, and consultant, it's also um, with the, the community at large. So it's um, as, as they're preparing texts, uh, being able to um, constantly to, to um, check that and make sure that this is a translation that is accurate by the community um, and whether they would use certain words or not. Um, that th th This is a very much a community-owned project. Uh, we don't want um, any of the New Testaments or um, complete Bibles sitting uh, as a coffee table piece, this is something to be used and to be owned by the, the community. And um, we, we recognize that deep importance of, um, of community ownership. So how do, we, how do we do that then? How do we bring, you know, beyond translation, how do we engage people with the, the, the scriptures in the, these cultures where we're translating the, the, the scriptures into these minority languages? What, are there steps beyond that, beyond just translating, but also engaging people with the scriptures? Yes, absolutely. Um, we do recognize that not everyone is going to have access um, to, to the written word, um, whether it's by uh, their own means or um, maybe uh, the literacy um, and but we, we recognize that God's Word is still for those people. So um, our, our missionaries go beyond just the translation role, but also um, we have missionaries who serve in vernacular media and literacy means for um, scripture engagement, which might mean um, audio scripture, uh, which is a wonderful asset, um, being able to uh, have listening groups, where um, people of the community can gather together and uh, and listen to scripture, and then be able to to digest that and 
and um, maybe talk about it in, in small groups and having more of a Bible study interaction, um, working in projects uh, like the Jesus Film, um, having uh, that, that gospel um, uh, of Luke, being able to um, translate that and have that in audio and in the visual, and then it's a, a community viewing of, of that project. Also, um, having literacy tools so that people have that opportunity to learn to uh, read and and write in their own language and um, be able to interact with that um, biblical text um, to to further their skills in reading, but also in their their knowledge and in their faith. So there, there are um, there are a variety of tools. Uh, one of um, the more recent was um, uh, a scripture app um, that was developed uh, with our partners in um, in Ghana and with um, IT missionary uh, Paul Federwitz. And um, in that, it was um, the the scripture um, being played in audio, but uh, also on the screen was uh, the text highlighting verse by verse so that as they were hearing scripture they were also being able to um, to learn to read and to uh, see see the text so it um, just incorporating um, many different tools so that um, to, to break down those barriers uh, that would prevent them from hearing and truly understanding the gospel what better way to uh, what word better to read than the word of God when learning to read? And uh, learning in in one's own heart language—that's that's tremendous. So LBT missionaries are are not lone rangers. It sounds like you when LBT missionaries serve uh, in in a collaborative team, and not just translating, but also engaging and and improving literacy as well, and using uh, technologies, whatever is uh, available. Uh, as you mentioned, with the vernacular media, using technology to to bring this word of God, whether it's in an auditory form or or written vo- or a, a visual form, as well. Absolutely, our missionaries are definitely in partnership, um, not only uh, with our uh, international partners, but also um, with other uh, mission organizations working with groups like Faith Comes by Hearing or uh, the Seed Company being able to cultivate. It is really uh, very much about networking and so that we, we are all um, working together um, so that God's Word is in um, the, the hands and hearts of, um, of all people. Can you tell me about some of the LBT missionaries who are serving in the field? We've talked about translation. We've talked about scripture engagement, literacy, vernacular media. Can you tell me about some of the missionaries who serve in in these fields? Yes. um, So we also have missionaries serving in um, IT uh, as well as teaching um, in in addition to the translation, vernacular media, and literacy. Uh, Our missionaries, we have uh, 53 uh, LBT missionaries and associate missionaries currently, and we're working in uh, about 15 uh, countries around the world. And um, our missionaries, as they serve, um, they're in a variety of contexts. Some of them are um, in more of a remote setting, um, and others are um, serving maybe in more of an office administrative setting. But each one um, 
each one serves in a capacity that is very much, again, relationship-oriented. Um, so we just actually have um, a missionary who, who just went to the field over the weekend. Um, missionary Amy Formella uh, is, has arrived in Sierra Leone, and she will be serving with the Mende people uh, in that uh, Bible translation program. And uh, on the field, uh, she, she was greeted by missionaries um, Josh Wagner and uh, will be welcomed in with uh, Josh and Ruthie as she adjusts. Um, before um, moving to her her uh, location, but in that she she's had that opportunity to connect uh, with her fellow missionaries and to be able to connect with partners in an earlier visit she made to the country. Um, because again, it is very much about that relationship and uh, better understanding the context. And um, in that, uh, we we genuinely believe that our missionaries. Um, are are well equipped to in networking with one another and supporting one another. Um, the missionaries, when they're uh, in in their program working, um, I've seen so many of them that there's you see their heart for for the people that they're working with, um, opening up their home and. Um, to not only workshops, but also Bible studies or just community events. Um, missionaries who, uh, as they're serving in, in their, their context and their, in their role, um, being able to uh, adjust and uh, be flexible to the, the needs of our, our partners and to, um, they're constantly in dialogue uh, with um, office staff and, and supervisors on how how to uh, go about this better and to to constantly train our our missionaries are are always uh, developing and um, using interested in using the, the latest um, technology and tools um, to, to better equip themselves and partners for, for the task um, because it, it truly is, um, you know, th- this desire to um, to to not only do justice by by God's word, but by His people. So, let's back up a little bit. You mentioned Amy Formella, who is uh, just new to the field. Let's talk about that that process that Amy went through of uh, becoming an LBT missionary. How did someone like how did Amy find out about LBT missionaries and and um, what what was it that led up to her her joining the, the Amy, uh, you know joining in and uh, serving in the field? Uh, Amy Formella was actually um, an alum of Concordia University, Wisconsin, and was a um, biblical languages uh, major uh, with lay ministry and. So um, through her professors, uh, she was able to connect with Lutheran Bible translators and really had a, a vision um, for, for joining uh, LBT. She, she was in, um, involved in uh, the Crossroads trip in 2014, um, being able to go to Botswana and see um, the, the Botswana teams um, in their context and really... Um, uh, more deeply understanding um, that's what a crossroads trip 
um, is geared for is people who are more intentionally seeking service uh, with Lutheran Bible translators and to understand uh, more about um, our ministry, the context in which we work, and um, to to really, you know, it's kind of a next step of determining whether uh, this is their, their calling is to serve with Lutheran Bible translators. So Amy Formella participated in that, decided that this is in fact, um, you know, what she was feeling called to, to do. And so um, she went through an application process and um, went uh, through training uh, in, in Dallas, Texas, and then um, partnership development, um, working with uh, churches and individuals um, for, for prayer and financial support. Uh, in order to then go onto the field. So it was a, a long process. Um, it, you know, it's about two years um, between your, your start date and uh, going to the field. Um, but in that, uh, we really have our missionaries properly trained and, and having uh, those, those mm-hmm. connections um, and those partners so that um, on the field they're... they're um, they're well equipped. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a lot goes into that uh, that preparation to serve as a as a uh, missionary with Lutheran Bible translators, and one one part of that process that that I think stood out for me was when you mentioned that she um, participated in the uh, the 2014 Crossroads Botswana trip, which was kind of an immersive experience to see what happens in that that in a real missionary's context, in in that, that cultural context and what the life of missionaries is like. Uh, and there's another opportunity uh, that, that is a, a bit immersive in the, or, or kind of packed into a, just a couple of days, and that's coming up very soon. It's called Idiom. We're going to find out more about that uh, after the break here. We need to take a quick break. When we come back from that break, we'll continue talking with Emily Wilson, Mission Mobilization Coordinator with Lutheran Bible Translators. Do you have what it takes to be an LBT missionary? You're listening to Faith and Family on Worldwide KFUO. We'll be back right after this. Concordia University, Wisconsin and Mequon overlooks a half mile of beautiful Lake Michigan shoreline. CUW campus is located 15 miles north of Milwaukee with over 70 undergraduate majors, 28 graduate degree programs and doctorate programs in pharmacy, physical therapy, occupational therapy and nursing practice. CUW offers online learning and accelerated learning at one of nine Wisconsin centers and one in St. Louis. Traditional or accelerated education, CUW has the program for you. CUW.edu. This is Life Issues with Brad Mattis, president of Life Issues Institute. While Congress is debating whether or not to cut off Planned Parenthood tax funding, the abortion giant has gone overboard telling anyone who will listen they're a health care provider and abortion is just a small part of what they do. Pro-life group Live Action did some undercover phoning to Planned Parenthood facilities. The woman asked for adoption and ultrasound services to help her continue the pregnancy. The chain of abortion mills not only doesn't provide adoption services, several told her to Google it to find someone who did. 
As for ultrasound, the woman caller was told that service is limited only to abortion clients. Planned Parenthood does over a third of all abortions in the U.S., but only 1% or 2% of breast exams, cancer screenings, and pap smears. For more information, visit our website at lifeissues.org. And stay informed, more informed than you've ever been. The thought of my sons growing up without me inspired me to quit smoking. I talked to my doctors, and then I threw away all my cigarettes, ashtrays, and lighters. I started exercising instead of smoking. Staying away from alcohol when I was first quitting was key. I kept on trying, learned something each time. Do whatever it takes. No matter how many times it takes. We did it, so can you. For free help, call 1-800-QUIT-NOW. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and CDC. Want to be actively engaged in meaningful service and put your time and talents into action? Volunteer Connection engages, equips, and empowers individuals to serve the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod and its national and international ministries at the International Center. Come join us as together we make known the love of Christ. To learn more about Volunteer Connection, please call 314-996-1629. Concord Matters is a show seeking agreement in Christian confession. I'm Pastor Charles Henriksen, one of the hosts of Concord Matters, heard on Worldwide KFUO each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Central and a repeat on Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. Central. We take an in-depth look at the Book of Concord with some fine Lutheran theologians. Concord Matters, live on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. on Worldwide KFUO, the messenger of good news. There are many sounds in your daily life, ones that make you smile. Ones that help you relax. And there are some sounds that can help save lives. Wireless emergency alerts. Now on many mobile devices, use a unique sound and vibration to bring you critical information about emergencies in your area. With updates from local sources you know and trust, you can be in the know wherever you are. Learn more at ready.gov alerts. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Our Give Now button at kfuo.org is available 24 hours a day. Also, you can send email to gifts at kfuo.org and ask for information about our various giving opportunities. To call and talk to someone today, contact Mary at 314-996-1518 or Mark Hawkinson at 314-996-1520. Support the mission of Worldwide KFUO and help us reach the world with the gospel. You're listening to Faith and Family. I'm Andy Bates. Do you have what it takes to be a Lutheran Bible translator's missionary? Missionaries who bring the Word of God to people in regions, cultures of the world who have yet to uh, to have the scriptures in their heart language. We're talking with Emily Wilson. She's the Mission Mobilization Coordinator with Lutheran Bible Translators, sharing with us uh, some stories from Lutheran Bible Translators of missionaries and uh, those they serve around the world, particularly in Africa and uh, and now parts of Asia, I believe. And, and, uh, and uh, you mentioned one other area as well, the Pacific, I believe? Pacific Islands, yes. Pacific Islands. So... Uh, and to become a missionary, we started. We shared Amy's story a little bit in the last segment. Amy Formella, who's a new missionary serving with Lutheran Bible Translators, and that process of of becoming an LBT missionary. It's it's 
it's something that uh, kind of a lengthy process, as you mentioned earlier, to make sure that that missionaries are adequately, uh, appropriately prepared for the work that uh, that they are given. It's a very important work to bring the word of God. This this great gift that God has given us, most important gift, the the, the word of God that we might uh, have life and salvation in Jesus. And so this this life of serving as a missionary takes some preparation. And so that's certainly one part of making a great missionary. What else makes a great missionary for Lutheran Bible translators, in your opinion, Emily? For missionaries with Lutheran Bible translators, there's a real need uh, for a, a passion and energy um, for for God's Word uh, in the language of all people. Uh, that's that's foundational, is for people to be excited um, for for that, um, serving in that context, and uh, really reaching out, having a heart for people, um, you know, all of God's children around the world who may or may not know about Him um, because there, there may be a barrier of, of language not it not being available in their own language, having scripture. But aside from that, um, our missionaries um, are are just such an asset. Uh, the the people who are so flexible and and willing to uh, work alongside the partner. It's really about relationship. And when our missionaries um, sign on. They, they know that, that that is key, that is priority, is, is working in relationship and partnership um, with our international partners. Um, but there, there's also, you know, a need for um, endurance. Uh, our, our missionaries um, are in uh, difficult places. Um, they're the, the hard-to-reach um, places in these minority language groups. And so um, our missionaries um, having an endurance and um, that that their passion is also uh, fueled by fueled by this endurance. That it's not um, uh, it's not a quick um, sort of mission um, project. This is this is more of a program. This is um, a relationship to be cultivated and to to be worked in. Um, and uh, it it does take uh, fortitude. Uh, but the missionaries that um, we have serving with us, we are we are very blessed um, that uh, they they have this mission and vision. And we talked a little bit about where LBT missionaries serve. What are the the uh, places where future LBT missionaries might be headed uh, if one? Uh, gets on board, checks out this upcoming event called Idiom. We'll talk about that here in a little bit, but where might future LBT missionaries serve? So uh, we do have um, developments all over the continent of Africa. Um, More specifically, uh, right now, um, we do know of needs in Ethiopia, Cameroon, Mm -hmm. um, Nigeria, but again, the the list is ever-expanding. Um, and, and then in Asia, uh, there there are a variety of, variety of needs that are actually going to be explored later this year. That um, to to find if if this is a good fit, but really it's a, an ever uh, it's ever expanding and fluctuating because maybe if the, even if the um, New Testament has been translated, maybe an Old Testament uh, program is uh, starting or a need for literacy or vernacular media. It's, um, it's, it's ongoing, 
And you talked earlier about what makes a great missionary being, you know, who's well-suited for that. Those who are passionate about bringing the Word of God to all people, recognizing that, uh, you know, that... Christ died for all people that and bringing this very word of God to them in their their heart language is is certainly important someone who has a passion for bringing this word of God to to all people particularly those who have who have yet to to hear it to receive it um but, but in terms of um the other terms of of characteristics who else is is well suited for this is this a uh, a career, a vocation that um, that someone who is single or married or a family with children, uh, is this a family-friendly career? Uh, that's a very good question. Um, so in the context, we do have missionaries who are serving as singles. Um, we are trying to move in a direction where um, we, we're not sending those individuals um, on their own, but in, in teams or in, in a closer proximity with other individuals. So we certainly welcome um, single individuals. We, we just also want to prepare for, for their needs. Uh, for families, um, our, our missionaries are mostly made up of families, and in that uh, we, we hear their feedback that this is really a, a rewarding experience. Many of them um, grow closer um, and uh, have a, a deep relationship because of this um, missionary experience. So um, we do have uh, new missionaries who are currently um, finishing up training. They're going to be starting on partnership development. And uh, that's uh, Reverend Carl and Kelsey Grilke and Elliot and Serena Derricks. And uh, both of them have young families and are, are starting out in new contexts. And um, the the Grilkes will be uh, serving in Botswana, and uh, the Derricks will be serving in uh, Cameroon. And um, they they both knowing having uh, young kids that this is this is what they wanted to do, and they're they're very um, excited to uh, be bringing up their their kids in this uh, field context. So um, very very much in large our our. Um, our organization uh, is family uh, oriented, and um, I again, they the feedback that we receive is very positive. Well, as a matter of fact, you, you mentioned Paul Federwitz serving in IT, and I believe he's serving in Ghana. Uh, and but the, he he's a what a second generation missionary. The his family grew up in uh, you know he and his his brothers and, and sister grew up as missionary kids and have returned to the mission field as missionaries um, because it's that's home for them. Yes, uh, the Alvina Federowitz children, um, all, all four of them became missionaries involved in, in Bible translation. And it, they are an incredible testimony to uh, the impact of growing up on the field um, with that faith orientation and having that passion for for Bible translation, um, as you mentioned, uh, all all four of them serving in that context is is really quite incredible, um, and uh, they they continue to inspire um, other people uh, towards serving in missions in their part, uh, or to just uh, partner with us in in prayer or support. 
It, it really is. Uh, Alvina's story is just tremendous. And uh, we have that in our archives on KFUO.org, uh, Faith and Family Story. We got to, to sit down and visit with Alvina here in studio last year. And it's just one of my all-time favorite stories to to hear from the her stories from the field and what life was like, especially, you know, they were serving in in Liberia during a very difficult time, so much unrest when they were there and how that impacted their work uh, with LBT and, and, and their partners. But yet God's word prevails and, and the, the, the gospel prevails. And, uh, and now, uh, as we've shared, her, her children now serving as missionaries. Other stories from, from the field of LBT that, um, that really help us see this uh, this important and uh, valuable work of missionaries serving in Bible translation and, and engagement and literacy? Yes, um, Martin and Joan Weber are um, missionaries with um, LBT as well as uh, LBT Canada, and they serve in uh, the context of Cameroon, and they often uh, share these, these wonderful um, testimonies uh, with us. Um, so that we have a, a better idea of, of that impact um, of Scripture. In, in the context in which they work, uh, audio Scripture is, is of particular um, use uh, in, in listening groups. Um, and um, one of the, the stories uh, that they shared, in addition to lives changed um, from uh, no longer uh, partaking in drug use or, you know, marriages reconciled or uh, grieving comforted. Um, they, they shared a story of um, a, a man in the, the community, um, uh, and uh, he, he was wealthier uh, and he, he perhaps was more corrupt, offering bribes to local authorities um, so that uh, he could... Um, kind of take his, his cattle wherever he wanted in the community, and it was often destructive. And the the community, before um, hearing uh, scripture in their own language, um, thought to um, maybe take matters into their own hands, uh, trying to uh, have vengeance upon the the man. Um, and uh, when they heard scripture. Uh, in their own language, in, in audio format, um, they they decided uh, after after prayer that they they were really going to just let let God uh, be in control of the situation. That they were no longer going to um, have their hand in uh, in revenge. And um, so the man um, one day, when after his cattle had destroyed the crops, he was expecting uh, backlash from the community. And instead, um, you know, there was, there was nothing, so he went to go find them, and um, instead they were listening to Scripture. And uh, after, after hearing Scripture himself, um, instead he, he, uh, he offered up um, his, uh, his apologies, and he asked for forgiveness and um, paid back those damages where he would normally just offer a bribe to to uh to appease that and um to the local authorities so justice um after hearing god's word in their own language justice was served on both sides and um the the community uh became more uh, faith-filled uh 
and uh, oriented towards God's will rather than their own. Have we seen where this a, a partnership with the local churches as well in in these communities in these cultures? We are we are very much partnered with the local churches, um, and that uh, it, it is the the end is always to to have that scripture in um, in their own language in the church, and um, you you definitely see that in the uh, Comba translation uh, that was dedicated in 2014. Um, that the people are very much actively using that. Um, LBT missionary Michael Ursland uh, just shared um, with the Ascension Day um, uh, service in the community, um, showing that that Comba New Testament being um, read from and and celebrated. And so it, it's very much um, yes, we we're working in partnerships with uh, Bible societies and um, with other. Uh, mission organizations, but ultimately uh, God's Word in the church among His people, uh, that is that is our, our, our chief priority. And we're, when we see that, um, either in uh, a hard copy or in, in audio or maybe lectionary readings as they're developed or um, scripture passages that are developed for um, maybe funerals, uh, offering comfort to the grieving um, these are all incredibly um, impactful and uh, make a real difference in, in the worship um, because people are able to hear it uh, not through a translation, not through someone speaking in the um, lingua franca and then and then having to have a translator, you know, very quickly try to do a um, on-the-spot translation uh, in, of the scripture, but instead hearing in real time and being able to um, to digest that and really uh, grow from, from those readings. Um, it, it makes a real difference. And so let's go back to, uh, to that preparation of, uh, you know, serving as a missionary, like, um, like, well, you mentioned Michael Ursland and he's, uh, he's serving the, what the, the Komba Old Testament translation that's in, in Ghana. Is that right? That is correct. So let's talk about some of the preparation that Michael and other uh, LBT missionaries went through to to prepare to serve in the field and, and bring this Word of God to uh, to people like the the the, uh, the people group. Is it the, the Komba people that Michael's serving, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You mentioned earlier part of the, the, the training that involves uh, that's involved in becoming an LBT missionary is linguistics training. Why is that uh, such a significant part of uh, LBT missionary formation? Uh, I believe you mentioned uh, training in um, in Dallas, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, so our missionaries have been previously, um, uh, you know, trained in in uh, a linguistics institute. So being able to, when they're on the field, again, using that linguistics training, uh, which is more of a generalized tool so that when they are on the field, uh, u- utilizing that so that they um, they might apply those principles um, to, to that language program that they're working in. Um, this, it enables them in, in a variety of contexts. Sometimes our missionaries work 
um, not just with one language group, but multiple. Uh, and this equips them uh, to, to do so and to, uh, to recognize those, those nuances between those languages. Um, people like Michael Ursland, um, you know, again, he was a Concordia University, Wisconsin graduate, uh, working in the biblical languages, uh, department as that is his major. Um, he and Amy had, um, had this vision throughout uh, their their college career that they wanted to serve in in missions overseas. Um, so perhaps they're they're not the um, uh, the typical uh, LBT missionary. We have uh, quite a few who are have been second career missionaries, um, but throughout um, our it's it's really about training. So whether there's that. That first touch point is an LBT missionary presenting at a church, or uh, maybe it has been, um, you know, a recruiter role or another staff member. It's really been very much about relationship and cultivating that. And um, we also uh, we, we provide not only that that communication throughout. Um, there's uh, also. The, the conference um, that you mentioned earlier uh, called IDIUM, which uh, stands for the In-Depth Investigation of Missions. And it, it is more of an intensive conference that is able to explore um, LBT's mission and uh, the principles of translation and cross-cultural interaction. Um, as well as being able to network and, and cultivate the, those questions and being able to discern, uh, is, this, is this something that I, that I can see myself doing? Is this what God is, is calling me towards? Idiom, In-Depth Investigation of Missions Conference, coming up July 12th through July 15th at uh, in Concordia, Missouri. Uh, LBT's headquarters, the international headquarters, are in Concordia, Missouri. And uh, who who's going to be there? What's going to happen at Idiom? How do you, uh, what makes it in-depth as we learn about missions with LBT? So again, the, the dates that you mentioned, Wednesday, July 12th through July 15th, this is uh, a lot of material packed into a short amount of time, but we do... Um, it is largely uh, dialogue and um, interactive. It's not sitting in lecture. Uh, so when when we are uh, engaging in that dialogue, it really is in depth. We're not we're not looking for um, that superficial conversation. We really want to cultivate um, a deeper understanding of mission. Uh, not only with Lutheran Bible translators, but God's mission and what it what it means to serve and to to partake in that, and what role uh, we've been called to. So uh, sessions this year um, and in previous years uh, are focused on cross cultural interaction and and conflict. Uh, what do we do when um, maybe there's something within our cultural context that when we're serving, uh, we're unfamiliar with? How do we handle that? How do we um, we we take uh, what Scripture says and you know um, and apply it in in a situation that may be outside of our realm of familiarity? Um, we work in uh, sessions including 
translation and in linguistics, being able to, to delve into those topics and um, w familiar principles. We do an interactive module so that um, people have a, a taste for what what really is needed um, to, to flesh out just maybe a word like faith. What what is the equivalent in in that cultural context? Uh, just kind of giving them uh, a taste of of what our translation missionaries uh, work through. Also, uh, principles in scripture engagement, um, and then very practical things like education and health on the field. What does that look like? Um, and, and foundational things like. LBT's mission and vision, um, and the application process. What does that all look like? And so it's, it is very intensive because we want um, the participants to um, have a full uh, experience, being able to really contemplate and uh, have a real taste of what what is it like to serve as a missionary um, and to be in, in conversation and relationship. Um, people who are going to be attending this, um, we, we really welcome anyone who is uh, considering serving uh, overseas as a missionary, um, that anyone who's attended this uh, conference, uh, whether they join with Lutheran Bible Translators or they decide to um, go in a, a different direction of uh, service, they have all walked away saying that this has this conference has been very helpful and enlightening as they are exploring how God is calling them into serving in His mission. Um, and uh, again, we, we welcome people to to participate in that. Just about because 20 seconds left. How do we find out about Idiom? How do we register for the event? That's going to be at lbt.org slash go, and, um, or you can email recruiter at lbt.org. My guest and today... Emily Wilson, Mission Mobilization Coordinator, Lutheran Bible Translators. Visit lbt.org slash go to find out more about the upcoming event July 12th through the 15th. Emily, thanks so much for being my guest today on Faith and Family. Thank you so much, Andy. Coming up in just a little bit, Thy Strong Word. Listen to Faith and Family Monday through Friday at this time. Faith and Family is a listener-supported program. Your financial support is needed for Faith and Family to continue. Our address is 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can contact us on the web and download Faith and Family at KFUO.org. Worldwide KFUO, on the air, online, and on demand.